Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! You all, you've waited all week long for us to sing a song, and now we're here for Gallivant. I mean, it really tried, it left us dead inside, the season finale of Gallivant. <laughs> Bravo. Oh, opinions. Uh. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to another After Buzz recap show for Gallivant, if you hadn't already guessed. <laughs> um, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash afterbuzz and leave us uh, a comment on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. Be sure to check us out with that. And actually we're going to be keeping an eye on the Twitter hashtag ABTVGallivant. And we're also going to throw our Twitter handles out there in a second. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Joining me on the panel tonight, Jackie Borowski. Hola. Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. Blake McIver. Hey, everybody. And, wow. We should probably <laughs> that, do our Twitter handles that, before we start yes, talking definitely. about stuff. But, that, wow, that finale. Yeah. You guys can tweet at me directly uh, on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm at 123Jackie underscore B. I'm at Kiaget, K-I-A-X-E-T. And I am at Blake McIver. So... Okay, guys. There are a lot of feelings going on, right? Oh, <laughs> so many feels. Yeah, don't say. Go ahead. Now's now's a good time. Just go ahead. What did you guys think of the finale? What's the feeling we're all left with now that the credits have rolled? We'd better have season two. Yes. Overwhelmingly, yes, because it was such a downer to have all those things happen, and then so far, um, it looks like it's not in a good position to be renewed and so now that we know that and then they we've been left with this huge cliffhanger it feels like an open wound yes <laughs> it, it really hurts does <laughs> we don't want it to be one of those series where it's like oh it got canceled you'll never know the answers just uh, like no the other day uh, there was a top 10 you know a list on watchmojo.com for the top 10 unresolved 
television finales, like unresolved television plot lines, and I really don't want this to end up on a future list like that. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. Gallivant, tweet people, rate people, tell them that you want it renewed. I will be doing a good amount of that, potentially in song. (laughs) Seriously, guys, we need to know how this ends. Seriously. How about you, Blake? What are, what are your feelings? Well, it was it was frustrating because the last 15 minutes were so plot heavy and I feel like we could have spread that plot out over the whole hour. <laughs> or it, over the whole show. Yeah, yeah. It just it felt it felt a little bit I had a little whiplash in the last in the last few minutes. Yeah, because we spent so much time in the dungeon in these last couple episodes. Not just these two episodes, but in the episodes before. It felt like, you know, that that going to a pirate ship could have been an entire episode or like, oh, that's why we need a season two, apparently. (laughs) And as much as we're dogging on it, I think we all did enjoy the show itself. Of course. Oh, yeah. It's it's just we kind of slammed on the brakes and hit a very, very abrupt end. So we're all still reeling from that. (laughs) And I think another thing to at least to the show's disadvantage in terms of like our reaction to our visceral reaction to it right now is that I think a lot of us were expecting it to kind of get wrapped up from Mm -hmm. the very beginning after eight episodes. And then after that to kind of like, okay, we're testing the waters. If it works, great. We'll we'll go ahead and do it again for season two, and it'll be an entirely new plot point. But that's well, not I think what we got at all. The, init- the initial idea for this was like a uh, is like a mini series to tide people over from once. So for for viewers, it's like who are tuning in to expect a mini series. It's kind of a... It, it's a, a letdown yeah. when you see that kind of ending where so many things are not wrapped up, and you're like, but if you don't get renewed, now I'm just going to be upset. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. You, you're expecting it very much to be... Miniseries tend to be self-contained, mm-hmm. so even if there was a season two, we left a few things open, okay, we'll swing in and resolve those, but this was like, we have resolved literally nothing. We resolved one thing. Brother died. Aside from yeah. that... I did. I did have a problem with that. We introduced so many new characters right yes. at the end that I felt like we didn't get a nice button with our beloved characters. Yes. Like we didn't get a button for Sid. We didn't get a button for Isabella. Like yes. not a resolves per se, but we didn't even get like. Just, I didn't feel like they got their fair share. I, you know? I agree. I agree. No. I mean, yeah, there was so much plot, like, jammed into the last couple minutes there, and there was so much emphasis on, ooh, will they or won't they kiss? You know, it's like, that's not necessarily what you want to be emphasizing on if you're wrapping up a series. Yeah. And it's not fair that they brought Giles in and only had him for, like, two seconds. Yes. Let's go ahead and talk about that, because they have Anthony Head in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is wonderful, and for any of you who've watched Buffy, obviously, and for any of you who are Repo fans, I mean, I was really hoping for a full-on song. He also played Frankenfurter. If you ever want to download him singing Sweet Transvestite, it's pretty awesome. That sounds amazing. He plays Gallivant's dad and basically shows up to have a fraction of a song and then scar him for life. (laughs) Yeah. Yay! A lot of Gallivant's emotional constipation seems to, like, stem Stem. from this opening scene. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Giles plays Arthur, Gallivant's father. And <laughs> I liked how we were talking about this song. This um, you know, your moment in the sun song that is just continually being interrupted. <laughs> 
And I, I think we it's safe to say we were all really frustrated from the get-go because they just would not sing this song and Giles didn't get to sing <laughs> more than, like, what, two bars? If anything, it was foreshadowing for the rest yeah, of the episode. Because, yeah. you know, he yes. really isn't ever going to get his moment in this yes. song, so don't expect it from us. Pretty we much. got a tweet from uh, Scott on Twitter Keep in mind, ABC kept marketing it as a four-week musical comedy event. Did they really not know the ending? Yeah. ABC! <laughs> That's a very good point. And I, I mean, I understand there's a there's a balance here between ABC wanting people, fans to tweet in and say, renew us, renew us, or pick us up for a second season, but... You can have a self-contained first season that's really good and have fans still do that without leaving such a well, huge loose well, end. And Jackie and I are a little bit jaded, too, because we were both on the Ascension. Yes. After- oh. <laughs> yes. Which, a lot of that, not to spoil Many anything. Series. Not. But there, you can definitely tell there's a lot of, like, turn us into a show, turn us into a show. Yeah. With the way there was that a lot of blue balls happening there, too. I was like, <laughs> why did you do that to me? Well, in the <laughs> television is four weeks in the people who are just like oh, okay whatever have not been watching the show for four weeks it's the people who are like heck yeah I am here for this who have been watching the show for four weeks we're going to be asking for it to be renewed anyway Yeah, going we're not going to resolve anything until you ask for us to be renewed it's just like we already were now you're being a jerk <laughs> Stop we it. also didn't get a dragon. Mm. No dragon. Oh. No production yeah, number finale. But they never promised a dragon. <laughs> no, they didn't. That's just me. Um, so that we, was just... A, we did get one. It was in the statue at Sydneyland. Fair, fair enough. We also got um, a few tweets, actually, from Amy Gonzalez. One, she wants to thank us for singing the intro. You're, oh. We're sorry. We improvised <laughs> that. We're we sorry. improvised that. Um, but, yeah, she agrees. She thought for sure that when you had Anthony Head in your show to sing, that he'd be there there for more than a couple minutes. He's not like Plus it's not like a wildly unknown person when you have when he when the whole show has had these like stunt casting where they bring in for an episode each um, a guest star and it's like the other guest stars I feel got more airtime. Well, she also brought up plus who would call his kid young gallivant like they weren't even related. I think dad had a lot of issues and yeah. just kind of passed them on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever times. get married. Even later on in Gallivant's head. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn it, dad. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I'm personally a big Repo fan. I really liked that music. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I, especially um, Anthony singing in it. And so when he's on screen, I, and for anybody who's seen the musical episode of Buffy as well, you're really expecting something. And then when they just kind of cut it off and then he doesn't appear again, it is a little bit of a disappointment. And I, I got to say, I, I get it. It's funny. And I know that that's kind of the intention behind it, too, is, you know, this subverted expectations. But I just want to hear Giles sing, guys. <laughs> but if they had gotten someone else, someone who wasn't him, because all we really needed of Gallivant's dad was that much. Mm-hmm. So is it we needed more Gallivant's dad, or we just want to watch this guy oh, sing? I don't care about Gallivant's dad. I want more Giles. Yeah. <laughs> I was. There's uh, seven seasons of Buffy. Start doing that. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't sing that much on them, though. Yeah, it's just the That's one. Okay. He's well, he still sings in there. two episodes. He's still there. But um, I also missed that there was no guest star in the last episode. 
I was kind of bummed about that because there was so much happening that we didn't really get a moment for a guest star to be there. I, I think mean, it's good that they didn't try to shoehorn one in yeah. because there was so much happening. There simply wasn't time. I wouldn't have mind if they had like somebody come in to be a guest to play maybe a pirate captain that carted them away at the end. But I, I do agree with you. For the most part, it wasn't necessary. Although, and and let's be honest, the show has been really good to us about the guest stars. Yeah, I that's mean, true. Weird Al or Keecher Face, John Stamos, they've had some really great guests. So I feel bad kind of complaining about the lack of a guest in the final episode when they're trying to shove so much in there. I kind of yeah. felt like Prince Harry might be a guest star for a second <laughs> until it just turned out to be a kid. Until, yeah, <laughs> great that for was comedy. Weird. But What's weird is for the longest time, um, I I kept thinking when he first came on, he kept he reminded me a little bit of that um, prince from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and I was just having bad like flashbacks. I was like, "Oh no, what is he going to do? Is he going to make them drink monkey brains?" Kalima. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I just got PTSD. Just from that. Thank you so much. Sorry. Wow. Admittedly, it did get kind of creepy at the end there. Yeah, that was really messed up. He put his cousin in a box. That was that was that weird. was yeah. essentially. It's like we made you a room. He he constructed a small room inside a room. She'll be there forever. Say goodbye to Isabella. She's like, I, ah! hope, I hope his parents come out like from wherever they're. I assume they're in the throne room, but I hope that they they get introduced if the, if we get back soon because like get your cousin out of there no he turned her into a poly pocket that's yeah. creepy <laughs> yeah and for that essentially puts a very strong female character as a damsel in distress yeah. right at the finish line it's like no, no not again doing so <laughs> to be fair though i think she could probably kick down the wall if she really wanted to <laughs> well i'm pretty sure that window she was looking out of was open so yeah she could she and I mean, it wouldn't be the first time she got herself out of trouble. So true, that's true. You know, yeah, like with the pirates and everything like that. Um, but let's talk about Prince Harry for a minute because they they do bring up Prince um, Princess Isabella's parents bring up the fact that they're engaged and that he's on their way to save them. And that there's an age difference, and that she's like, it's really weird that there's this age gap between me and him. And we all had this expectation that Prince Harry was someone older, way older than her. And in comes this little boy who's just like, I'm here to save you, everyone. And it's like, he's adorable. (laughs) It is really weird that they're engaged, but he's adorable. I always thought he was just a little off. A little bit, but like he's, he's pinging my horror movie child senses. To be fair, though, they very, very much straight up say their family tree is a straight line. That's there are true. no branches. Straight You're up, you're going to have some problems yeah. when that happens. Yeah, you're lucky yeah. that there's not like a hand growing out of the side of his face. <laughs> <laughs> All things, I think that's a little far. I also considered. I, yeah, I, I think it also belayed our expectations because when you think of somebody, you're calling somebody to come help, you would assume they would be older. You're like, okay, you're bringing in like someone with gravitas and you like, you're picturing a prince charming, if nothing else. Or another gallivant because that's about the speed that knights tend to go in this world. (laughs) Yeah, or even maybe even someone like Kingsley since she mentioned the age difference. Somebody who is war-torn and can definitely leave a trail of bodies in their way. Grizzled and angry. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, no, and, yeah, he just ended up kind of being creepy. But 
his arrival does give King Richard the chance to kind of stall <laughs> because, yeah, no, like he so ever so smartly challenged challenged his brother Kingsley, and then immediately was like, "Who will be my champion?" Because Kingsley called dibs on Gareth. <laughs> dibs Just like rude. no, no, rude. super rude. Well, then again, we're back to this, like, uber-macho motif of, like, do you fight your own battles for yourself, or Mm -hmm. do you let someone else fight your battles for you? And it's like, that's great. Like, that's a great thing to have as a as a moral nugget here, but we never really get get it resolved, even at the end of the second episode. Like, it just, it's sort of dangling with our other loose ends. Yeah, especially, like, the idea that, you know, take responsibility for your actions, man up, you know, is kind of an ongoing thing. And it never really happens. It's it's a lot like this opening song. <laughs> it just doesn't really get going. And then when you think it's finally getting going, it's like, it's over. That's basically, yeah, foreshadowing for this entire episode. So, that yeah, that's a little frustrating. It's a theme, isn't it? Yeah. Because we were expecting someone to fight. That was the thing. It doesn't matter who exactly because they change, they change it up. It's like King Richard, Gallivant. Um, Gareth. Gareth. Somebody. We did have those two random people fighting on the bar table, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> no. Then they, like, hugged each other because of the lullaby song. <laughs> that was really sweet. That was, that that was, was cute. actually really adorable. Pearl's song. Yeah, I want to know more about Pearl than Annie. Like, clearly, yes. that, she, clearly that woman has a story. I yes. want to see flashbacks with her. <laughs> I liked all of the songs this this episode. Yeah, I liked all okay. of them. I yeah, wasn't you guys too have... fond of the Moment in the Sun song. But I really just, loved was, that song, actually. I liked the gag that uh-huh. went with it, but the song itself was just like, all right. Well, it was a song that never really got going. And, I, again, I know we were talking about this while we were watching the show, but I was expecting to hear a This is the Moment from Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. And, and again, that moment never really got going. <laughs> We got a nice melody, like a fragment of a melody. Good, good Mencken melody there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But the other song in episode seven is a happy ending. Oh God. That we have. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it's priest. Try a little priest. I'm not over it. Like we really did. We got like a Sondheim moment in the middle of an Alan Menken show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I was thought that was how it was going to end. <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately thought that they were going to, to kill, kill everybody. That it would be a rocks fall, everyone dies sort yeah. of ending, and then we would just like, have them. There's no way you get a, a season two after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, or it, you get a season two because you have a clean slate. But in a strange roundabout way, that might have been more sort of in tone of the show up till this point. Yeah. To just I, have a ridiculous absurd, and then the jester's there going, and so they all just died. And that's the end of Gallivan. I think we'd be just as angry if something like that had happened. I think we'd be up here being like, well, it was absurd, but it was kind of a cop-out. That <laughs> but it wouldn't have been... Do you think that... <laughs> I, I was fooled. The yeah. thing is, if they killed all these people, it wouldn't have necessarily been our main characters because they weren't at the table. It was mostly just the royalty. Right. Because... Most of our other characters. And Gallivant stopped Isabella from eating. So it's like, I was like, oh, they're just going to kill all the bad guys. Because talking to her is one of his favorite things. (laughs) Which was conversation was our four-hour debate over what Sid's thank you meant. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So (laughs) passive-aggressive. Well, speaking of characters, uh, Dr. Chu on Twitter tweeted at us, um, King Richard was probably the most developed character in the whole series and maybe the most likable. Do you guys agree or disagree? 
I think that's fair, yeah, actually. I do. That's a pretty fair assessment. I liked him more than Gallivant. I do. I agree. Gallivant wasn't exactly one note. We did get some development with him, but I do think we had more for Richard. I think you are exactly right, Dr. Chu. Way to <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah, and we the thing about Richard was, even though he's this king, and obviously he's ordered people to his ex- a lot of executions, and he's, you know, coming in and taking over a kingdom that now has, like, 80-some-odd people in it when it didn't before. The thing is, is that he's always been portrayed as somebody who's kind of innocent. Like, for having kidnapped Galavan's girlfriend and forcing her to marry him, he's always been very childlike. Mm-hmm. Well, I think well, we he know has... he's a virgin. Yeah. And we know he's Poor not going to force a woman to sleep with him, just kidnap her. He'll just force her to marry um, him, but apart from that, yeah, he's his, really progressive. His medieval feminist <laughs> moment was very funny and yeah, thirteenth-century man. Like, okay, okay, yeah, good I, for okay. Bravo. <laughs> that was more feminist than I was expecting him to be. Right? <laughs> Thank you, show, for not crossing that line. Right? Yes. So appreci- we really do appreciate it. We're looking at. We really th- thank you, show. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we really do appreciate that. Thank you for don't go for not going that dark. Yes. <laughs> As for his innocence, it seems like he's never really had direct consequences for his actions. So he knows that as a king, he can take over things in order to be people to be executed, yada yada yada. But the consequences of such have never hit home, which is why he's still acting like a child and doesn't quite get what he needs to do, how he should be acting, how he should be a king, etc. Because it's all kind of at arm's length, and no one has the authority to bring it home to him because they'll just be killed. Gareth and the cook are as close as he gets to people who will be like, what are you doing? No. And Gareth is the only one that will really tell him what's what, but even then, most of the time, Gareth gives in and indulges him to some degree. Well, yeah, that means Gareth gets to kill people. Makes him happy. (laughs) Whatever. Job security. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and even technically for King Richard, the biggest consequence he's going through right now is being sent home. It's the equivalent of being sent to your room. It's like, oh, you didn't do your chores like you were supposed to, so you're going home. You're going back to your room. But that wasn't a consequence of his actions. That was a direct result of Gareth's choice. The consequences of his actions probably would have led to him dying. But at least he stood up and had some expectations that really didn't pan out. I do have to say I'm patting myself on the back for for, for foreseeing uh, Gallivant and King Richard teaming up together. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. no, well done. I was, was very, very proud well of myself. Done. I was like, I'm feeling smug right now. <laughs> I was, I was kind of smiling to myself when they were hopping. I was like, oh, they're going on a road trip together just like Jackie said. <laughs> I thought for sure that Gallivant would have been pretending to drink with the king so he could remain sober at, no. Nope. No. Gallivant no. no. Let's, yeah, let's Let's go ahead and talk about their secret mission. Oh my that god, was that was sing. That was a straight up Irish drinking song. Yes. Yeah. It was great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and before anyone's like, it wasn't about drinking. Do you know how many Irish drinking songs are about dead people? Have you ever heard of Finnegan's Wake? So, straight up Irish drinking song. Wonderful. So happy. Yep. Oh, and they have a plot. And, and to Gallivan's credit, at least he came up with a plan didn't necessarily execute it. And again, oh, no. it's all in the execution. It is the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't execute this plan very well. Well, it is kind of interesting, though, because if you are that drunk, it's like, you're just like, this is a great idea. I'm going to do this. do it. Yeah. We should totally kill him. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! 
but he had that idea when he was sober. And yeah, but he didn't have, he like, a plan. Sober. And we know he's not good at drawing maps. <laughs> His plan was probably to actually kill the king, but getting horribly, rollickingly drunk was not not part of it. I did love his drunk moment with Isabella, though. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yes, and how it exploded on her face. That may be my favorite gallivant line from that character. Yes, it's just you know, it's that moment where you're just in too deep. You've already said too much. There's no way out. You just keep digging. Yes, I think everyone has one of those drunk moments. Totally. If they drink and if they've gotten drunk, they've got one. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And it was actually good setup too because they bring up the fact that the acoustics in the prison are fantastic. So it's a really good setup. And everybody for the next song. can hear the lullabies. I feel like that's a poorly built prison though. Because I agree. Oh, the acoustics are great. You can hear everything they're saying in the rest of the castle. Don't people get tortured down there? Yeah. yeah that's that's it also Maybe makes it really hard fear. to scheme. <laughs> Uh, Maybe. I feel like that was just not good construction. Can we also point out, though, how in the last episode, all of the gates in the in the um, dungeon were left open, and at the beginning of this episode, yes. everyone's locked in? I was like, no, you had a chance. You did not take it. That no? was their moment. Yes. They can't, like, the they didn't have when a Gareth was dragging Gallivant out to go, no, you go with him, the gate was left open. It just banged shut and opened again. It was like... Right. Nobody takes initiative here. (laughs) And honestly, Gareth probably could have smuggled them all out and back onto the pirate ship, especially if it is the same pirates that brought them there in the first place. It has to be. It's got to be. It's got to be the same The lords of the sea that are actually on the sea now. Mm. Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) They got character resolve. They're they're, they're actually a British comedy troupe, if you guys want to look them up. They're um, they have videos on YouTube. They're quite hilarious. Yeah, they're great. They are glorious human beings, and we much appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> and Blake's right. They their story are got resolved. Yes, they got <laughs> off land. <laughs> for them, and they learn to respect one another and you know, be a team. <laughs> Life lessons. They're the only characters that got resolution. <laughs> oh my gosh, show. you're right. All <laughs> oh, those pirates. <laughs> Thank you for giving us the pirates. Thank yep. you. Show could always use more pirates. Always. Can we talk briefly about the one moment um, that is like the most retweeted line from this let's, evening, let's which is ahead. when Sid ha- finally has his little Sebastian kiss the girl moment. Oh, yes! <laughs> okay, talking about ex- building up expectations for a song and, and the then music? not following <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like that was just like a direct nod oh, no. to people like us. You yeah. know? They, like, they, <laughs> they, I don't think they could have done a full-on kiss the girl right. number. But like when, when they started going into it, it is a really fun wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they didn't have to pay for it. No, That's no. the good thing about in-house. I know. <laughs> in-house music. Yay. <laughs> we own that already. Yay. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen more of that, actually. I think I I think inside jokes, like, or inside meaning, like, the audience is in on the joke with you. I think that would have been funny. Inside yeah. Disney jokes are always yeah. fun and well appreciated. Well, Sydneyland was a huge one. That was a good one. Oh, just like, hello. Well, now all I want, though, is a cover of Sydney singing Kiss the Girl. <laughs> yes. And we're never going to get that. I want it. <laughs> Yes. We could tweet Luke. Yeah, we should tell Luke, <laughs> yeah, should tell Luke, Luke to get a cover. I'd like to hear it in his, his actual British accent, not... 
Not his Sebastian. Other British no, no, not Sebastian Jamaican accent. Oh. Like that'd be adorable. Yeah, that would be adorable. I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> Luke, make it happen. <laughs> we like that idea. <laughs> ABC, get on it. <laughs> There's a lot of things ABC needs to get on, like a second season. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna keep coming back to that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to come back to that for a long, long time. Unluckily for Richard, Kingsley obviously anticipated that, well, I mean, it doesn't help when you're, like, singing at the top of your lungs that you're going to be and, killing like, your brother. like, up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I did like the little scene of them sneaking silently past the guards, though. That yes. was amazing. Yes, that was cute. Room. That yes. was adorable. It was excellent comedic timing with that. But, uh, but Kingsley certainly was able to stop them and do you guys think that when this series comes out on DVD that all of those beeps are still going to be beeped? I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I agree. I think it added an extra level of comedy because it was beeped, but yeah. we also mm-hmm. know it was necessary because ratings? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. at being able to actually put it on the air. Yeah. yeah. We got one in each episode though. We got one yeah. from uh, Kingsley and one from Vincenzo, which <laughs> is this the first time we've heard the chef's name? Yeah, I feel like yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was gonna say, I mean, we might have gotten it earlier, and I, I totally might have missed it, but I think this is the first time we got his name and the name of the girl he's been trying to woo, who's Gwen. Mm-hmm. Twitter, have we gotten those names earlier? Let us know. <laughs> Please <Thank you>. do. <laughs> we might have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vincenzo. The, the whitest, lily whitest Italian I've ever yeah. seen. In my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tries his best. I mean, he stays indoors most times. <laughs> they really do. They keep him indoors. But we we mentioned it a couple times before. They throw um, they throw King Richard and Gallivant back in the prison, which again is where we've spent most of the last couple episodes. And we get Pearl's song, and we've we've mentioned it a couple times on this panel, but. I think, yeah, I think we were all agreed that this was probably the best song in these two episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. It, it actually served the exact purpose that the plot needed it to, which, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, it's kind of a tall order when you think about it. When, you, you know, you're building a script and it's like, it's this lullaby that stops everyone from doing the bad thing. That's kind of a tall order for a song. Yeah. <laughs> like, even yeah. Alan. Like, yeah. he did it though. We got a beautiful lullaby. You the thing literally is, you have can, to put a plot, the plot to stop at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> you can take it out of context and it still works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah, for especially for musicals where you're telling the story with the songs, it's kind of hard to get something. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of hard to get something that's like isolated that you can technically listen to without listening. And granted, a lot of these songs you can listen to without listening to the whole soundtrack, but this one in particular is kind of a little special gem. And Timothy did a really good job singing it. Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. Dude's got pipes. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like that. There's the. I, the more we learn about um, about Gallivant, or not Gallivant, the more we learn about King Richard and Pearl, the more we learn that that there's this like there's this bond that makes him more human with her because the more we learn, the more vulnerable he gets, which makes him kind of like instead of the villain at the end, he ends up being like the antihero. Well, and I feel like Pearl might have been the only person who treated him like a human being, not the heir to the throne or the disappointment or second tier or I'm working for you or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It was just like, no, you're a person. You're my little boy and I'm going to take care of you. She might have been the only one. 
Yeah, and even even poor Gareth at you know at the very end, you know, prior to him springing them, is like, when I kill you, it's going to be your fault. Like, I, I just. I want to throw that out there. I'm completely I like, blameless in this. I like that Gareth and King Richard also have this bond that they both, like, because Gareth and King Richard are so opposite. It's like you feel like their bond is the fact that they grew up together as well and that yeah. Pearl, like, looked out for them. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there's no way that he would have been able to do it if they had to fight. I no. mean, obviously Gareth would win that fight, right? Yeah, but there's no. Way I loved everybody it. trying to like beat him up. One of you needs to knock me out and take the keys. <laughs> and they <laughs> all possible. try. So hard. I love that Gwendolyn just kept she just punching, kept him. punching him. You know they had a blast shooting. That. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's pretty tall, <laughs> and she's so tiny. Very fatigued. <laughs> Somebody has some suppressed rage issues. I think. Did we feel like it was a little out of character though? at the end for Gareth and Madalena? Like the yeah. No. yeah. I oh, mean, no. no, we can talk about it. We're okay. panel divided. This is exciting. Because, <laughs> because when, I mean, let's face it, Madalena has always been an opportunist from the get-go in this series, and for a moment you think she, you know, you go back and forth, because uh, even Gallivant says um, that every now and then he sees glimmers in her still, even though she's, like, officially become the evil queen, right. where he sees a glimmer of something in what we can assume is probably goodness. <laughs> I don't think it was actually goodness, though, at that point. I think she was just getting frustrated with him doing what he does and well, letting him know what it for. It was honesty. It yeah. was helpful, but she was just yelling at him in much the same way she turned around and yelled about the last Danish and threatened bodily murder. <laughs> I feel though, I, I don't feel it was out of character for Madalena to kill him and take the throne. Like I feel oh, like no. I feel like that was a setup. I feel it was out of character for Gareth, Gareth to come up there. I don't think that. so. It was bizarre. I don't think so. Well, again, if we get a season two, we'll have to see how it plays out. But I don't think that was out of character for him at all. She still has the authority, but he also has enough authority at that point to kind of swing things his way. Because he did let Richard go. He did let everyone else go except for Sid. He's got to keep Sid alive somehow. And so he needs the authority to be able to do that. And being the king means that he can. I I also, though, don't see how she benefits from having a king. It seems like she's just so frustrated every time she has to deal with these men anyway, and she's, she we know she goes through well, them like And it's kind like of popcorn. interesting, too, because it's not like she and Richard got divorced. What is the concept of divorce in this world? Right? <laughs> Patriarchal society. Garrett's good at taking orders. Now be a good dog. <laughs> Pretty much. And I think that's how she's still going to see him, despite the fact that she promoted him, is, no, he's still my dog. And he's going to be like, <laughs> no, I'm the king, and I'm meaner than you. Yeah, but he does admire her strength, and he True. is still loyal to Richard. So it'll be interesting, if have it, after having gotten this power, if he'll let it go. I don't know. Again, he he has a lot of layers, and we haven't gotten to explore that except in the last fifteen minutes of the last. Because episode. anytime they talk about feelings, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Not a hugger. I don't like it when men touch my face. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, in my horrible, like tacky pop culture, um, you know, sort of correspondence to the, these characters, like I. I Madalena is my Kim Kardashian and, and, yeah. and Gareth is just not the Kanye that I wanted her to end up with. Like, I think that's my dilemma. 
Garrick doesn't wow. pick out her clothes for her? <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Who would you have liked to see Madalena end up with? Tweets. <laughs> I apologize for the Kardashian. I would have liked to have seen her single. <laughs> Well, and it's interesting too. I'm done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Just need to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving now. But yeah, no, that does bring up an interesting question, like whether or not she would need anybody. Um, like if she would end, like it's hard to say if she'll end up with somebody that she deserves to end up with because she's still a pretty terrible person. She may have moments because she could have easily let Kingsley kill Gareth. And then stabbed him in the back, but instead look, waited for the opportune moment and killed him instead. Patriarchal society. We have a queen. We have a queen. She must need a king. <laughs> this is 13th century Europe. You have to have a man running thing. But know. in a tongue-in-cheek comedy, <laughs> and we've had plenty of fairy tale stories with just a queen. And just an evil queen at that. True, but they usually wind up wiped out by the hero, and she doesn't seem the type. Again, this is a comedy show that can do whatever it wants. Yeah, true. They could open up a portal to another dimension and end up in the Once Upon a Time universe oh if God. they wanted to. Oh, my to. God. With Regina that is just the standing crossover there. that I never knew I wanted. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. As if we didn't give ABC enough work to do tonight. Right. I know. <laughs> maybe that that's, maybe that's their end game. First. Second season, and the rest is gravy. Maybe that's their end game, is that the ship will be going and will end up in Storybrooke somehow. Never know. That, that's the end game for every ABC thing. We're all yes. just going to Storybrooke. Yeah, why, why, yeah, why do we all have to end up in Maine? How depressing. <laughs> like Stephen King, everything's in Maine. Yeah. Multiverse, there you go. Oh, God, multiverse. He thing. writes about the multiverse. Anyway. <laughs> we I, have from Amy Gonzalez, who knows her stuff. We got Gwen's name earlier, but not the cooks. Oh. oh thank well, you, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yep, so that's true. And she also wants to know how Richard like- got the crown and sword back from Kingsley <laughs> when they hopped onto the boat, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I I missed that, if that was he the case. He didn't have either. Yeah, no, he... The crown was on the floor. No, that was Kingsley's crown that was on the floor. Maybe Gareth grabbed it for him. I have no idea. But he looked but good Gareth without the crown. The... Dr. Chu wanted us to point that out yeah, as well. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He did. It's a good wig. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good wig. Unlike other wigs on other shows that I have seen. It was a good wig. I actually don't think it was. I mean, um, he, the actor actually has pretty long hair right now, and I think he ha- Oh, you grew that out real hair? Part. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> Your wig looks so good, it looks real. <laughs> well, People tell me that all the time. We've, <laughs> talked, we've talked a lot about our feelings of this particular ending, because the show didn't wrap up with a big show-stopping, one, more di- one day more number. It ended with the Gallivant reprise, which I feel if it had been a little longer would have been a little bit more sad satisfying, you know, have the characters sing about how they feel instead of just kind of wrapping it up really quickly in a in a shoehorned reprise. And the reprise is basically like, you're screwed because nothing is happening the way you want it to. And I'm like, well, Let's that's for not season cool. two. <laughs> and it made a crack about being a musical might have destroyed our ratings. Yeah. Which uh, it may very well have done, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the fun of the show, guys. So... But, but I don't like musicals. We're missing out on life. We've <laughs> talked about our feelings, and we've talked a little bit about the possibility of season two and how that's 
not necessarily super likely, but let's go ahead and talk predictions anyway. Let's go ahead and talk about what we would like to see if we were so lucky to get a season two. Because there are, like you guys said, so many loose ends to be tied up with this finale. And, it, yeah, it's it's kind of like singing mid-song and getting interrupted. And that's where, that's where the storybook gets closed on us. What, what loose ends would you like to see tied up and how would you like to see them resolved? Well, uh, my, the the thing that's the most pressing for me is to find out what's what's going on in Sydney Land, <laughs> and what is his Jewish mother doing now that he is imprisoned, and like what stories are they telling? I, I just I just want another episode. I just want another Sydney Land episode. I agree. With that. I like, and I, in seriousness, though, I love this cast so much. They've mm-hmm. assembled a great ensemble, and I do hope they get the opportunity to do another season because they they're just fantastic, and they've got great chemistry all across the board. Every yeah. every yeah. character connection has a great. Nobody's weak. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would love I would love more Sid. More Isabella. Yeah, the Sid and both both Sid and the Jester were really underutilized in this finale. Yes. They even made a joke about it, like we're just here for the jokes. And no, they're not, guys. Yeah. They are characters now. Yeah, you've established them. Give us more. They all have names at this point. Everyone has a name. The chef has a name. The jester has well, a then name. You Everyone's had, named. You had that moment earlier where he's like, I don't know who the black kid is. And then Sid goes, wow. And then later <laughs> in the episode, you're like, he's so underutilized. It's like, you're like, that just flashed back to earlier. Where it's like, nobody cares who he is. <laughs> well, and even, well, he's I, the only one Madalena hasn't met yet. <laughs> the in, only one. <laughs> in all fairness. And but he's so the way like, she presented it was not great. No. But he is the only one that she hasn't really dealt with or met. Well, well, again, and uh, at least as far as the gesture goes, if he wasn't important, they would have just killed him. Yeah, yeah. He, like we've seen this show kill people before. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. We needed him for the reprise. We did. We can't not have a narrator. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> There we have to have him narrate Gallivant. Exactly. (laughs) I guess he's safe for a little while then. (laughs) That's the case. Maybe. (laughs) And the other thing is that our trio, it's not just, you know, it's not just that they're separated from Gallivant. It's our trio. It's completely broken up. They've separated the party. They've split the party. Yeah. Yeah, because Sid's in the castle still, still being captured. Isabella is kind of in a trapped. Box. That's what I want. I want her out of the box. Yeah. And I, out as of soon that as marriage. possible. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where uh, Gallivant and King Richard are going. Because they didn't, we didn't see where they end up. And we know Isabella is at the cousin's house. But we know that they're we don't know where Gallivant is. They're supposed to be going back to King Richard's kingdom because they were in the kingdom of Valencia, Valencia. Right, right. which is where King Richard invaded. They're going so. back to Burbank. Bakersfield. <laughs> Bakersfield, yeah. But they're going back to Bakersfield. Bakersfield. <laughs> but I want to know what that looks like. Step and I, up? Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, I don't but, even know. So they're technically going back to the kingdom where Richard presumably is still king because they don't Presumably, they don't really know what's been going on in Valencia. So they're just, again, he's just going home. I think they'll probably get into a bunch of shenanigans along the way and 
poor Gallivant. He's stuck with King Richard. I think they're going to bond. I, mm-hmm. I genuinely yeah. think that they are either going to grow to respect one another, or they'll kill themselves trying. Or they can just or drink they'll a kill lot. each other. Yes, ah, that too. And do more secret missions. I don't particularly want too many episodes on the boat. Mm-hmm. I want them to show back up in the kingdom and for Richard to Unless have to Unless they're doing pirate the, things. Again, like one, maybe two. I don't want a whole season of everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I want them back in the kingdom dealing with the ramifications of Richard's conquest and him coming home on a pirate ship without his queen, without riches, without a lot of things. I yeah. want to see what happens. There. And I don't want Sid to be in the dungeon the whole time. No. I feel like Gareth would let him out at this point because now he's in a position of power. It's just not cool to have him in the dungeon. No. I feel like he'd keep him. I don't know if he would keep him in the dungeon, mm-hmm. but I feel like he'd keep him. Yeah. I and mean, he's a squire. He's good at polishing things and <laughs> you can put him to work. And I think actually it's not bad setup it, like early on if they have bigger plans for Sid. The whole episode with Sydneyland actually, it actually might be good setup for him to be the hero of his own story before mm. they're all reunited. Possibly. Yeah. That I would mean, be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. And I don't think that Gareth will harm him because he he seems to be a man of his word. Yes. You know, he kept his word from when he was a 10-year-old boy <laughs> who's taller than that, but <laughs> but so he seems to be a man of his word, so I don't think he's going to hurt Gareth, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to or, he's not going to hurt Sid, I'm sorry I think this is a perfect opportunity for Sid to shine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I would like to yeah. see. And same with Isabella in all honesty, because she's off on her own, and we I, I think we've mentioned before, we, we've seen her get out of trouble on her own Yeah, I can definitely see them all being heroes and coming back together as such, and being so, able to come back together as a team that it way. It was a little weird to me that she just walked into the Polly Pocket house without saying uh, to. I'm not about going it. in I'm there. I'm like, <laughs> why did you do that? Well, you have to play nice so that the kid will host everyone else the cook, the servant, the jester, your parents. And everyone acts differently around their parents. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Because your parents want one thing for you, and you don't always necessarily agree, and incest. <laughs> and that, that's <laughs> weird. That's, I feel like she has a really good reason to disagree with her parents on that one. Yeah, and again, I would like to see Prince Harry's parents come out and be like, why did you put... No, no, everybody come out. This is weird. No. So, yeah, I, I want... Basically, I want everybody to not have to be rescued to be able to get out of the situation on their own and come back together to take out Madalena. Yes. Yes, because Valencia is still in big trouble as long as she's on the throne. And no cliffhangers at the end of season two. Yeah. Dear God. Resolution would be nice. (laughs) Wrap it up in a box and put a bow on it. Kind of a joke. Just not a a box with Isabella in it. Kind of a joke one. Uh, if If you guys could have any Disney character pop up in this show, who would you want to see? Mm. Like, since we were talking crossover earlier. Oh, um, man. Are we counting Once Upon a Time characters? Yes. Because Regina. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. She would show Madalena how to be an evil mm-hmm. queen. <laughs> I just kind of want, like, classic Prince Philip. Because he's the hero that does stuff. <laughs> Compare him to Gallivan and be like... <laughs> He doesn't even sing. I do too sing. Just, just with Aurora, not you. 
Blake, any yeah, requests? Yeah, I, I really like the Prince Philip idea. Uh, I'm really on board with that. The yeah. competent hero and Galavant. Yeah, because I mean, he kills a dragon and goes yeah. through thorns and defeats the powers of hell to get yeah. her out of yes. that tower. Like that's <laughs> that's true. Fairly valiant. I'm a big Mulan fan, so I just like throwing oh, her into any situation yeah. and. <laughs> And she can fight, so she'd be good in lots of different situations. Mm-hmm. And she can sing. So, anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us here at the Gallimant panel. Aww. Since it's not looking likely like we'll have a season two, but we can still keep our fingers crossed, let ABC know that that's what you want to see. Because we would love to come back here for season two to sit and talk about it. Yes. So we really appreciate that. Thank you guys all so much for all of the tweets, all of the messages, all of the comments on iTunes. We It really does help us out when you go uh, and the people behind the scenes really appreciate it as well. Guys, yeah, uh, yep, <laughs> there's Booth Guy Steve. <laughs> you heard it officially. <laughs> they worked really, really hard to put everything on the, the website and on iTunes for you guys to enjoy for free. So it means the world to us. So anyway, thank you guys so much again. Jackie, where can the people find you? If they at 123 Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123 Jackie B, all one word on Instagram. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on the Star Wars Rebels panel. Nice. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Blake McIver. And I'm Megan Salinas. You can find me on Twitter at the Mangwen. That's T-A-G-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Here's hoping we will see you for Season 2. Farewell. For Season 2 on Galavant. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.